And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Well, what an interesting turn of events this weekend has been, yes? Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Fahrenheit 1984. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. And... We're glad you're here. The chat's open. Comments are open. If you want to share your thoughts, we're going to have a very frank discussion today. If you uh, are of a mind to listen to this show as a podcast or anything else that we have, we are available on a number of podcast platforms that you can avail yourself of. We do ask that you rate the show. Leave us a comment. Leave us a, a review. That helps. And of course, as always, I'd like to invite everyone who is uh, part of our audience to share the links to our shows with other people. Hopefully uh, you enjoy what we do here and you can tell other people about it and they'll enjoy what we do here. The question of inevitability has crossed my mind a number of times this weekend. And I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure what to do with this. <clears throat> Cuz we've talked about this before on the program in a couple of different places. The fact that we are living in a pre-dystopian world right now. Uh, I have I have said on a number of occasions we're at the intersection of Brave New World 1984, Animal Farm, and Fahrenheit 451. And nothing punches that up in stark relief more than what we see uh, going on in Afghanistan. So... Assuming that the algorithms don't tank us, I want to look at the question of inevitability. Because we have a number of books, a number of movies, stories that play out with a dystopian future. The Ministry of Truth and oppressive regimes in charge of the citizenry, the general population under the control, under the thumb, under the boot heel of an oppressive government. By the way, uh, you're, I don't know that you're going to be able to see this very well. We have a new poster back here, the Star Wars poster. It is vintage, 1977, it says. Uh, Mrs. Boss found that over the weekend here. Let me get the microphone out of the way there. You can see 
I have no idea where I'm going to put it. And oddly enough, it's the it's the juxtaposition of these two things. Not necessarily Star Wars. But you look at what's happening in the real world. And I have had this debate with myself for a number of weeks now. As things continue to deteriorate and as we have more and more people who are essentially calling for censorship and isolation of particular groups of people. And as I see this play out, I'm seeing things like The Hunger Games and Brave New World and V for Vendetta and 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. All of these things are coming to fruition. And I have to now ask myself, even though all of those books were warnings of sorts, cautionary tales, is human nature such that those dystopian futures, a dystopian future of some sort, is inevitable? Because right now it feels like it is. Because what's happening in Afghanistan is a foreign policy failure of such epic proportions that it will resonate globally for a number of years. <clears throat> and I've seen a lot of comparisons with the photographs of the helicopter over the embassy in Kabul and the helicopter over the embassy in um, Saigon. A lot of people are comparing this to the fall of Saigon, but I would submit that there is even better com uh, comparison that you could make here. And I see you in the chat. I'll, I'll, I'll let me let me make my let me make my initial point here, and then yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Yes, you can make you can make comparisons to the fall of Saigon in in the early 70s. But I would submit to you that what we're seeing now with this president asterisk is a repeat of 1979. You have high unemployment, gas prices are up, inflation's up. We have a crisis at the border, and, and that's been an ongoing thing. I don't recall that being that much of an issue in 1979. We have an inept president, asterisk. We have an inept vice president, asterisk. Our foreign policy is garbage. I mean, we've known that the State Department has been infiltrated by communist sympathizers since the 50s. Do their sympathies extend to communist China? Because now we're hearing that communist China has been making overtures to the Taliban. A crisis in the Middle East. Hostages, likely, because there are people who got left behind. 
This is 1979. And the Ministry of Truth, CNN division, sits there and tells you, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. They're calling death to America, but they're mostly friendly about it. That's what the Ministry of Truth does, if you paid attention to 1984. They will tell you that what you see is not what you see. They will lie to your face. And they will hand wave them away everything that is inconvenient for them in terms of what is actually true. All right, let me go over here to the chat. I see Robert, I see RJ from Critical Blast, I see Bianca Zombie. Bianca Zombie, new name. I have not seen that name before. Welcome. It's good to, good to have you here. Uh, Critical Blast, not how-to manuals. No, 1984, Fahrenheit 451, all of those, they were supposed to be warnings. But the people who embrace Saul Alinsky have also looked at these books as instruction manuals. Robert's making a point here. You don't have to wonder what the world is going to be like. We have examples of the future. South Africa, Detroit, East St. Louis, Rhodesia. Yeah. And another parallel with 1979 is that the, the country in question has their leader flee, abdicate their authority, and flee the country. The Shah of Iran did it in 1979, 1978, whenever it was that he left for South America. Terrorists take over the country. Dystopian futures... Dystopian present. Drugs being administered to control the population. Take your shot. Ask no questions. The Ministry of Truth will advise you on what it is that you're supposed to believe. Don't ask any questions at all about hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Just take the shot. It doesn't matter how many people have died after taking the vaccine. That's inconsequential. But the FDA, I hear, and I have to check this out. If anybody knows for sure, correct me if I have this wrong. But the FDA apparently has a policy that if a vaccine that has passed muster, that has gone through all of the tests and trials and approvals, if a vaccine has as many as 25 deaths, it's immediately pulled for review. Why hasn't that happened with this? Why hasn't that happened with this? Thomas says, take the shot. 
why. When you have a virus that has 99% survival rate, yes, the shot might mitigate some of the, some of the symptoms if you catch it when you catch it because the vaccine won't prevent you from catching it. But the Ministry of Truth will tell you, don't ask any questions. Don't congregate. Thomas says it's getting worse. I Okay, how? They're not even testing for the Delta variant. I have charts from the CDC. The media will tell you that the Delta variant is this terrible, terrible thing, but the CDC doesn't even have data on it. First, do no harm. Doctors are compromising their principles, compromising their ethics for money and politics. And fine, you want to have a conversation about vaccines. That's fine. That's an option. But so is other treatments. Preventive measures. Why aren't we talking about natural immunity from people who have gotten the, the virus and recovered from it? Why aren't we talking about antibodies and T-cells? Why aren't we talking about losing weight, diet and exercise, and having a healthier lifestyle in order to boost your immune system and keep you from getting it in the first place? But the narrative is not about that. Take your shot. Don't ask questions. And as Afghanistan falls, where is the president? Asterisk. Why is the press secretary taking a week vacation instead of coming back to work to do her job? Now the president's going to give a speech at 345 today, Eastern Time. Is he going to resign? Is he going to sit here and tell us that everything's going to be fine like he did a month and a half ago when he lied to everyone and said that what happened in Afghanistan this weekend could not possibly happen? There's no way. We've got 200,000 Afghan troops who are ready to take over. Where are they? And all of our allies now know that the United States cannot be relied upon. China is making that point when they're rattling their sabers at Taiwan. That's next. The dystopian future is here. Ladies and gentlemen, may the odds be forever in your favor because the government sure as hell isn't.
I know. I know. I know. I know. Wait, I know. I know how we solve the problem in, in Afghanistan. I got it. This is how we beat the Taliban. We load up a bunch of, of we load up a bunch of cargo planes with I am not Starfire. And we drop them all over the country. That'll do it, right? For the last few weeks, I have been at a crossroads debating with myself what we do here because I have set a policy in place and I'm breaking my own rules here now to talk politics because there is an intersection between what's going on in the real world and what we've read about so often in so many books. Watchmen, V for Vendetta, 1984, Animal Farm, Brave New World, The Hunger Games, Pick One, Divergent, Mortal Engines, Pick One. Let's pick and choose pieces and bits and parts from all of them because that's what we've got. We have an incompetent buffoon in the White House acting as a puppet for whoever is pulling his strings, reading from the note cards, whatever they put in front of him, probably for ice cream. Hello, Manny. It's just joining. What did he miss? <laughs> I am a little more than exercised about this. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Benjamin Franklin said, A republic, if you can keep it. And the you... In that is the citizenry. Three days. Three days for Afghanistan to fall. How long would it take here? How long will it take here? We have certain protections and rights and privileges that are in place that are guaranteed to us by the Constitution. But there are a certain number of people who don't think that the Constitution matters very much anymore. Some people see the Constitution as an obstacle. And it is. It is written in such a way to limit what the government can do to you. And make no mistake, the government does to you, not for you. And in a dystopian environment, like we see playing out everywhere here, it's about power. It's about control. 
Don't ask any questions. Don't talk to your neighbors. Don't compare notes. Don't do anything to upset the apple cart. The ministry of truth will tell you what to believe. The ministry of truth will tell you. We've always been at war with East Asia. We've always been at war with Portlandia. We've always been at war with fill in the blank. How many lights do you see? Are there four lights or five lights? Ministry of Truth would tell you that there are five lights. It's going to get worse before it gets better, ladies and gentlemen. I'll make that prediction. Dystopian futures all around us in our entertainment media, and yet we blindly stumble forward right into it. Handmaid's Tale. What's the, what's the one with the train? Snowpiercer. How many times are we going to tell that story? How many times are we going to have that right there in front of us? before we realize what we're doing to ourselves as a people. Not just in the United States, in the world. Nineteen eighty four gave us Big Brother. The real world gave us Google and Facebook and Twitter. Fahrenheit 451 gave us a society that is perfectly willing to burn books because they're inconvenient. And how many times do we have stories now about books being banned from schools because they're uncomfortable and inconvenient? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And we are repeating 1979. Jimmy Carter 2.0, ladies and gentlemen. Only it's worse this time. Carter, at least, I believe, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, I believe he had good intentions. Maybe. But the president, asterisk, that we have now, is not the one making decisions, I don't believe. I don't believe that he's the one in charge. Now, I also don't believe that he's the legitimate president. But that's a conversation not for this channel. But it does also play into the dystopian elements of what we're seeing now. 
Because in almost every dystopian future, there is a revolution of some sort. Society breaks down, civilization falls, because some somebody somewhere got too big for their britches and there was a revolution. How many lights do you see? Four or five? I don't believe this is a no-win scenario, but it's going to be tough. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Neighbors are going to be suspicious of neighbors, and they will report each other. They will tattle on each other. But we are seeing some pushback. We are seeing some resistance. We are seeing some rejection of the state. But we're also seeing some people embrace the mindset of controlling the other. And that's what dystopian futures are all about, is controlling you. But you also have in a lot of those dystopian futures a small spark of hope. It begins small, it begins slowly, just a few people getting together, saying, that's not right. V, you know, the alien invasion movie V, not V for Vendetta. People start to talk. People start to have conversations. People start to resist. And Manny, you're right. When has anything been easy? That's, that, that's applicable Things have not been easy, but there are times in our history where things were easier than they are now. It ebbs and flows, sure. History goes in cycles. And I question the timing of this. Because a month and a half ago, the president, asterisk, said this wouldn't happen. And now here it is happening. What else were we talking about before this happened? What are we not talking about? Because the ministry of truth always acts in a way to distract you from asking questions. If you haven't read 1984 yet, I suggest you do so. Maybe more than once. Read Animal Farm. Read Fahrenheit 451. Read Brave New World. Watch the movie Wag the Dog, because I think that's relevant here as well. It's not a science fiction film. But it could be a dystopian film. 
question everything. The media lies to you. Politicians lie to you. It's about power. It's about control. They control the narrative. They control what you believe. They control what you know. Or they want to. It's up to you to make sure that doesn't happen. Whether it's in the entertainment media or the news media, you control with your dollars. You control with your votes. Assuming we get to have another election. I'm not going to go so far yet to say that's not going to happen, but, you know, dystopian futures, right? In every dark corner, there is a little bit of hope, a spark. Don't know where that's coming from yet. Don't know when we'll see it. We're certainly not going to see it in Afghanistan anytime soon. And I know scripture says that God uses all things to work toward good. And I know sometimes it's hard to internalize that. It's hard to understand when something like this happens. It's easy to ask, where is God in all this? In Afghanistan, I'm sure they're asking that question a lot. And I'm sure they're asking that question in the hospitals here. And in the schools. Robert said, God apparently has hard times in mind for his people. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. It's a cycle. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times, and that's where we are. There is a weak man in the White House. And he is being controlled by other weak men. Names and faces we don't know. It feels like 1984 all over again, doesn't it? 1979, 2.0. Crisis in the Middle East. Hostages. Gas, unemployment. I mean, everything's there. It's just that it's on steroids this time. What do we do about it? It's a good question. I don't have answers.
I have a platform and I am of two minds about how to use this platform moving forward because I have said we're not going to get into or advocate for particular ideological positions because not everybody on the staff agrees with me and I don't expect them to. And not everybody in the audience agrees with me. I don't expect them to. And some of them will probably bail, like Thomas did. We're going to have to have the uncomfortable conversations. There's going to be a line in the sand drawn at some point, and you're going to have to make a decision whether or not you're going to walk across it. If you don't stand up for something, you will fall for anything, and the ministry of truth is counting on that. Gable said at his trial, you can make people do anything if they're afraid enough. You control the people through fear. Question everything now, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything at face value. Think first. Examine first. Always ask who benefits Who benefits? And who's actually in control? For me, there are four lights. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Question everything. Examine everything. Who benefits? That's the question you need to ask about everything. Tomorrow on the program number 300, and then we're going to take a break here to reorganize a little bit. I have no idea what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. We have a couple of different possibilities. I'm waiting to hear back. It certainly won't be such a downer as this. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully in the next 24 hours, things don't burn to the ground. We'll see. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I'm out. Um... Remember, there are four lights. Stay strong, everybody. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 